Now, in about 1994, maybe 95, I was a little older, and my mom didn't want to deal with me anymore. My dad, Lamar, didn't want to deal with me anymore. So they dropped me off at my grandma's. My grandmother, I thought, was the sweetest little lady I've ever met. She was beautiful. She was amazing. She had an amazing house, beautiful yard. It was just down the street from my school that I was going to be starting for the first time ever. And at first, she was loving. She was caring. She was sweet and kind. Then came the worst possible thing ever. A few days later, she turned into the devil. She just became hateful and evil. Every bruise that's on my legs, arms, chest, everywhere on my body, I have tiny little brown spots from where she's dug her nails into my skin when I was a kid. Everyone thinks they're burn marks, but they're not. They're from my grandmother digging her nails into my skin as my punishment or making me stand in a corner for seven hours straight with no food, water, no bathroom breaks. It was difficult living with her, especially when she doesn't want you a part of her life because you're not white. My mom didn't want me because I wasn't white. My real dad didn't want me because I wasn't full black. And all three of them constantly telling me I was a mistake. While my stepfather sexually, physically, and mentally abused me. And Kenny McCullough just got away with it. I was scarred for life. My baby brother had only two options. Take the abuse or join the family. So, so he wouldn't have to be abused. He decided to join them in the family tradition of abusing me. And he's never been the same since. He's probably still stuck in a group home somewhere in Colorado. I don't ever get to see him. I won't ever see him. I don't even know where he is. I hope he's all right, though. My older brother, Jonathan, the first oldest brother, he lives in Ohio with his wife and kids. There's some days I check in on him, make sure he's okay, but he doesn't really talk to me much on the phone. His wife talks to me more than he does, but I still love him. My foster mom and my foster dad, 
live in Chicago. I stay in touch with them. My landlords, where I live now, are like my family. They help me with everything I need this year. But as a kid, when I got home from school every day, my stepbrother, Sean, would physically, mentally, and sexually abuse me in the downstairs basement shower. I never told my grandmother because she always called me a liar when I tried to tell her something. So I started sneaking out of my bedroom window on the second floor. I climbed down the roof, down the tree, and I ran. I ran as far as I could go, and I didn't stop. By the time I reached this big building, it was the social service building. They help children who've been abused. And every time I ran away, that's the building I went to. And I tried to stay at that building as long as I could until they opened up. But every time I sat outside that building, I never made it till morning so I could talk to them. The cops always picked me up in Karma City. The Karma City cops always picked me up and they dragged me right back. I would tell them what's going on and they still put me back in that home knowing that I was being abused. The cops didn't do anything to help me. Finally, when we went to a Christmas party at that building I kept running away to, the workers were looking at my skin and they pulled me to a room off to the side. They sat there and talked to me and I told them what was going on, but I told them I can deal with it because you guys aren't going to do anything about it. By the next day, they sent a worker out and removed me from the house. That was the best day of my life. I would never have to see that woman again. I was very excited. They saved my life. They saved me from living in a house of hell.